You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. <laughs> I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're, You're welcome. welcome. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser like razor cut everyone. <laughs> Hi, babes. Hi, babes. Before we start, can you just shut my door? <laughs> My front door's bloody open. Okay. <laughs> Hi. How I'm you doing? Good. I feel like we have a lot to talk about right at the top of this episode. Before we get into our wafer-thin topics, quick reminder for listeners out there, we take a British pop culture topic, an American pop culture topic, and we work out the UK or US equivalents. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah. What's going on with you? Well, the bloody sunshine's come out. Oh, my word. Right. <laughs> it has been... We're in February, yeah. right? It is... Boiling. Yeah. Glorious is the word I'd use. I went to the beach yesterday. What? (laughs) How was the beach? Oh my God. The beach was, it it was a lot. So I went, yeah, we went to Will Rogers, to the gay beach, Ginger Rogers, Uh uh, just near Santa Monica. And I'd say when we arrived, it was pretty like, first of all, Mm. where'd you park? Parked in the the parking lot behind, behind Patrick's ba- Roadhouse, behind Patrick's Roadhouse which is a weird Irish bar with a dinosaur outside of it. Yeah. That apparently, Arnold Schwarzenegger loves, but always parked behind there. Oh yeah, yeah. So it was kind of busy-ish, but we went and we we uh, it was me and my friend Bordeaux, and we picked a spot kind of not in the fray. Mm-hmm. And then we were just kind of set up. We had an umbrella. We had a nice little sit down. You know, the gay beach, that's, that section of the gay beach is kind of notorious for like people play music and sometimes there's people erect their tents and have like almost like a mini dance party. Mm-hmm. It was I mean, kind of fine, but like some time rolled on and I felt like I kind of was sunbathing and laying on my back with my eyes closed and I opened and before I'd closed my eyes, there was no one around us really. And I opened my eyes and we were like, people were like right up next to us with like, Dueling like sound systems, Ugh. sound systems, <laughs> hi fi's, boom boxes. <laughs> we share Lord there with our yeah, boom box. Of yeah, and it just it was all getting a bit out of hand. There was like a lot of annoying people. There was a there was a girl actually who became my mortal enemy. Her name was Brooke. So yeah, there was a girl there called Brooke who love, became my. Love how you you knew her name. Well, I heard I heard her using it about herself a million times. She just was like, "Her channel vibes was done like this for the entire time we were in the meeting." There was just, people. Were, there was a lot of performance happening, but mm-hmm. like a like a calm in a storm. My favorite person I saw on the gay beach yesterday was. <laughs> Literally, like, so much music was playing. Like, all these muscly men in speedos. Everyone was, like, screaming. It was just a lot happening. And there was just this one spiritual homosexual in a very skimpy speedo who was just sitting cross-legged, facing the ocean, holding a gold, like, meditation bowl, just, like, donging it, <laughs> going, like, dong, and just, like, staring out <laughs> to the sea. And I was like, the audacity of this man, like, to come and do meditation and sit right there. It's like, he's like, oh, well, I've got to do my meditation, but I also want people to think I'm really hot in my speedo, so I guess I'll just do everything at once. It was quite something. Good for him. How was the Call My Name tunnel? <laughs> Glorious, as always. I performed it to an <laughs> incredibly blank look from Bordeaux who did not understand what I was doing. So just to explain, to get to the beach, that beach, which is very nice, you park behind uh, that weird bar that we've never been to. And every time I'm like, we should go there sometime. We walk <laughs> no. past it. And then you go under a freeway through a tunnel that smells of piss. And we refer to it as the Call My Name Tunnel <laughs> because it's just like the tunnel at the beginning of Cheryl's Call My Name video. Yeah. What, what's the words that come up on screen? Oh, it's like Marquis de Sade, yeah. de Julet, mon frere. Through every storm, <laughs> a wild rose comes from the ocean or something like that. But then, and then I was, we were like, before we left, showering off our feet at this thing. And I saw this guy and I was like... I was like, oh, where do I know him from? I was like, I think I must have worked with him. He was a gay porn actor. It's <laughs> like, oh, I know his work. I've watched it. So you, yeah, you've worked with him in a different way. <laughs> okay, well, that was Saturday. We need to back up onto Friday. Yeah. Because Friday we went and watched Drag Race. Yes. We went to a bar. I almost caused a fight. <laughs> I went home. An international incident An happened. An international incident happened. <laughs> we won't get into those details. And um, <laughs> I... <laughs> 
<laughs> I look, I, I I was tired and I was just ready to go home after watching it. Willow Pill was there. Yeah. I left. Then what happened? Oh, it was so strange. We were standing around. Well, just... okay, actually, no, I will just cue this up yeah. because I left and as I went outside, there was a giant weird stretched limo that was kind of from the future, but also from the 90s. Yeah. And there are lots of people wearing... Kim Petra's t-shirts to promote her new single. I was yeah. like, those gays have really turned around those t-shirts very quickly because that <laughs> song was released maybe an hour ago. Yeah, it's like the EP has just, just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what happened next? Well, yeah, so we heard the the opening strains of the song from her new EP, Slut Pop, mm-hmm. and uh, someone we were with was like, oh, I love this song. Let's go and dance. So we like stormed through to the dance floor to go and like dance to it. And Kim Petra's herself was <laughs> just stumbling around the stage uh, performing. So I noticed she went to other gay clubs on yeah. Friday night. It's very, did you ever watch Britney up in New York and up all night? Yes, yes, yes. So in the toxic era, era Britney went to all these different gay bars in one night and um, uh, MTV filmed it. I once had an interview out here where I don't know how this happened, but <laughs> the person interviewing me turned out they were one of the producers on it. So I was like, let's just talk about that. <laughs> so it's very fun. Yeah, it was, it was weird. I, I basically... I went to go to the toilet, obviously, as I, you know, how much I love to go for a wee. Mm -hmm. And as I was leaving, I walked past, it was her leaving, yeah, and I saw the entourage. People were trying to, like, grab her for pictures and videos and I just saw her like <laughs> so this one this one gay went up to her and was like okay I'm like trying to get her in like a video and she just went slap pop into the camera and then they just left it was really weird <laughs> what a night what a night and when I left there was a queue forming going around the block yeah yeah I didn't leave that long after you and it was like there was a huge line it was crazy was we just kept on? saying the pandemic is over that's oh, what I kept saying uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> and I was like oh have I turned into a Florida Republican maybe now I have some prop <laughs> I mean there's so much business at the top of this episode of so much business I've got a couple of props in hand a shout out friend of the pod and listener Niall mm. who recently did a quick you're welcome America trip over the pond a pop up pop up <laughs> and we saw him the other week and he brought us a gift mm. and that gift is ooh Chucky in a mag now he left the Chalky and the Mag at your apartment. Mm. The Chalky is gone. <laughs> it was v- incredibly unrealistic to imagine I would not eat two chocolate bars in, what, how long has it been? Two weeks? What was what was the Chalky? <laughs> it was a mint arrow. Okay, I don't like that. And I'm fine with that. And a whisper gold, which is the whisper with the caramel in it. Oh, oh it was, the mint arrow was a, a great treat, but the whisper gold really took me back to my teenage years. I just like a regular whisper. Well, this is this does relate to as I have discussed before in this podcast when my mum used to work for Cadbury's, and when Whisper Gold came out, her job was to promote that to corner shops. <laughs> and yeah, so I ate my body weight in Whisper Golds as a Whisper Golds as a teenager. Whisper. Do you remember that chocolate bar called Secret? And it had like a I would describe it as a chocolate lattice, like a nest round it. <laughs> and then inside there was this kind of cream this kind yeah. of like do you remember that like yes. a brownie chocolate cream yeah and i and i remember it was wrapped in like a hexagonal um <laughs> um paper tube and then there was a packet over it loved a secret <laughs> so what's going on in those mags okay well i'm gonna talk, get, talk me you, about some you, of the rags have you, i'm gonna give you closer okay. and i've got heat magazine have you looked through these I, i've i've had a flick through heat actually i have okay i'm just gonna just gonna see if there's anything wow this closer one comes with a uh like a free registration for slimming world that's a pretty dark oh dear thing. oh yeah denise van out and she spot up with her man colleen this is about so it's a colleen nolan colleen oh my god what's her name colleen Eh, she's mad to the footballer. Rooney. Colleen Rooney. <laughs> I like that you can't remember Wayne Rooney's name. I don't remember him. <laughs> Colleen. We just know her as Colleen's Real Women. <laughs> Colleen's Real Women. <laughs> eh, I'm gonna get, gonna design a brow for Pretty Polly. Um, <laughs> we should, oh, we should watch an episode of that sometime. <laughs> we really should. Um, it says, Colleen becomes Lady of the Manor. Their new pad makes Downton Abbey look like a mud hut. And I'm looking at a picture of a new build home that's <laughs> d- described as the Rooney's mini Versailles. Mud hut. Mud hut. Wayne Rooney looks quite hot there. What do you think? I mean, I, yes, there's a sliding scale with him. Yeah. But yes, for him. A picture of Naomi Campbell on a camel. Naomi Camel. That should have been the, <laughs> that should have been the what's it called? The headline. Uh, Swan rescuer. My son's been saving birds since he was three. 
I forgot that Closer has real life stories in it as well. <laughs> Shall we do a quick bit of feedback? Yes. I'm going to start with a bit of feedback for you. This is just feedback for me. Personal feedback. Yeah. I want to say congrats on passing your driving test. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, yeah. I finally have a California driving license because mm-hmm. I'm a, a proper person now. I actually thought you were going to be giving me feedback because I also had a facial today and I thought you were going to compliment me on how great I look, but I guess I look terrible. No, I actually was thinking, have you have you trimmed your hair again? I have, and my beard, it's yes. A really, it's a really nice length right now. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. So you're saying my face looks bad? No, your face looks great. Where did you have your facial? What did you get done? Did you get extraction? I did get extractions. Okay, great. On my nose, mostly around this area was my extractions. It was so painful and that was great. Yeah, I love that. Because I was like, I was a bit annoyed with like, she was doing a lot of talking about natural products and I was getting a little irritated with that because I was like, I kind of want like chemicals on my face, not mm. natural stuff. But then when she hurt me, I was like, oh, okay, you something, got something. Like, something good is happening. Yeah, well Lovely done. though. I recommend it. The heyday spa place down on sunset it's nice lovely (laughs) um okay (laughs) honestly just to actually return that feedback even though i forced a compliment from you you look your skin looks amazing have you had a facial no i haven't someone said that to me yesterday as well someone said to me yesterday you have a very smooth forehead yeah you do have you had botox no i i I would tell you you, have you had botox you know i would film it and send you a video if i'd had botox I want to. I've had my IPL though. I, yeah, no, it looks really. Although good. I had my IPL facial for my sun damage, and then I burnt my face last weekend skiing, <laughs> so that's not good. So, okay, I've got two more sessions, so we're gonna get back on track. Uh, anyway, we, yeah. we've really, we've really. We're now, now we're just actually catching up about stuff to do with skincare. But right, what feedback have you got? Um, so in the inbox, we got a lovely message from Me Against the Podcast. Oh, love them. Yeah, love you. And they they just said a really nice message. It just said, I just want to say once again that I love the pod and thank you so much because I've been ill and I listened to all the episodes twice, three times. Yikes. More than, more than you and me have listened to them. I honestly think the friendship between you is the reason the pod is so great. Love you guys. Oh, love you too. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate that. I've got some feedback from our Islands episode. What did we do? We did Islands and... Radio One Live Lounge. <laughs> Fireflies are flying around me head. What's that song? Wouldn't I believe your eyes? Ten million fireflies. On the way here, by the way, I was having a coffee and listening to that UK DJ Joel Corey. Corey, who's a fascinating creature. And halfway through, I was just like fist pumping the air. And I I shouted to myself, Radio One, Joel Corey. Wow. I know. Okay, so some feedback on our last episode. Amanda said, okay, be kind to islands. And then Kyle Wade said, wow, shots fired at my lifestyle. So islands, a lot of people, a lot of people love, love those islands. Well, I'm just saying to those people, maybe take a little visit to the islands branch in Glendale Mm. and see how you feel after that meal because... I've never been so ill as I was. Of all the things we've done on this podcast that have made me ill, Islands, is, I think, is the one that's made me the illest. I, mine would have made me ill if I'd been able to eat that teriyaki <laughs> monstrosity. Speaking of, Jake got in touch. She said, don't ever knock Islands chocolate lava, cl- lava cake. It's a classic. And I said, we didn't make it to dessert. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think what other things have made us ill, uh, sick, to use a US translation. Oh, Taco Bell was bad. <laughs> I feel like most... Meal things we've had here have made us a bit sick. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, not not in and out. That was fine. No, in and out was good. But I think Taco Bell and, and Islands have been the most Den- damaging to my yeah. stomach. Denny's was okay. <laughs> I mean, when we go to Sonic, that's going to be... And when we finally get to um, the place with the Bachi Grill, what's it called? Where Tori Spelling <laughs> fell over. <laughs> oh, uh, what is that place called? I'm going to scream that word in a second. <laughs> Amy Hazelnut. Benny Hanna. <laughs> Benny Hanna. Benny Hanna. <laughs> Oh my god, imagine. You should open a restaurant with your friend Hannah and it'd be called Betty Hannah. Hannah. (laughs) Finally, Amy Hazelnut said, But how cute are you both, though? And I just said, We weren't after the meal. Oh, that's nice. I know. She's not even seeing our new faces that we've had since that episode. (laughs) We're even cuter. Your suspiciously smooth forehead. Yeah. Did you have Botox? I didn't. I would tell you if I'd had Botox. You know I'm on an IPL journey. That's stage one. And then as I get closer to 40, other things will happen. Shall we get on with the podcast? (laughs) Yeah. And 
And we are back. We're really on one today. Oh, so look at that sunset. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And those, those string lights I bought from Amazon are really lighting up that Juliet balcony. <laughs> <laughs> really important to me, for me to, for people to know that I do not have a balcony. It's a Juliet balcony. Juliet balcony. It's really just a railing to stop myself throwing myself out of that window. <laughs> As ever, we always do a UK topic and a US topic. You're up first with our US topic. It's a surprise for me. What have you got, babes? Wait a That's minute. right. We will be discussing the musical band Hearsay oh today. Oh my god! Now I'll tell you how I came to this. I'm gonna guess because it's their anniversary. Isn't their anniversary? Oh, that would be a much better reason. I think it's like their. T- no, it's not. But no, anyway, I saw a picture of Mylan Class basically mm-hmm. yesterday. I think it was, and it, I thought, oh, we should talk about Mylan Class. Then I was like, hang on, did we do that? Then do you remember Mylene was one of the topics in one of our last episodes when we were first working out how to record a podcast? Oh, fun! <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'll do Mylene again. Then. <laughs> Then, when I was searching for, like, different research things, I found two wonderful YouTube videos. They are called... This is just... I think... I'm telling people you have to watch these. If you were ever a fan of Hearsay or the TV show Popstars, look up Popstars Extra colon Hearsay DVD part one and part two. So it's basically a DVD that must have come out after Hearsay you know, won the show after they formed the band and made the show. We'll get to actually what I'm talking about in a second, but basically there's this two hours worth of footage and it goes through every single per- every single member of the band's audition process and how the show worked oh. all the way up until them recording the music video. That is so divine. I had the time of my life watching it. So <laughs> hearsay are technically they are a pop a british pop band well they were they were <laughs> and they were created through the itv reality tv show pop stars bop, bop, in february 2001 and this is actually the first uk series of the international pop stars franchise <laughs> so this is the first time in the uk we had a reality show forming a pop band now it's worth noting that throughout the dvd extras that i watched they didn't refer to it as a reality show. They called it a docu-soap, which oh. reminds me of uh, <laughs> The Cruise with Jane McDonald. Do you remember that was like the first ever docu-soap, which one day we will, I will, we will find VHS top copies of The Cruise and watch that whole TV show again. Just adding that onto the list yeah, under please. Colleen's Real Woman and Wag's Boutique. <laughs> the Cruise. I would, if we could find even one episode of The Cruise, just the low stakes. So yeah, so they were formed on... What other shit might you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But um, obviously, as a as a group, they did only, only release three songs after the show was kind of over. They released three songs as as one iteration of the band, and the fourth very important okay. single after. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the the songs, pure and simple. Yep. Um, the way to your heart. Yep. This is Future Fraser. Um, I couldn't in good conscience go on without correcting and saying, obviously, I know their second single was called "The Way to Your Love." What a song. And everybody needs somebody <laughs> to love, be the one. But basically, watching that, watching the, the, that two hours of DVD extras back, it blew my mind because I obviously did watch pop stars on TV. I was obsessed mm-hmm. with it. Of course. But I don't know about you, but I'd forgotten quite what the show actually was. <laughs> Hang on. Um, Mylene? I, guys, guys, this is actually a special surprise. This is Nikki Chapman <laughs> and Nigel Lithgow have turned up. Right, is Nikki in her um, Burberry scarf? Of course. We couldn't get Paul What's-His-Name. He, he didn't want to do the show. <laughs> so wait, but what do you mean? Because it was essentially them just auditioning people and then making a band. But what's your, yeah, what's your problem? I think, I think what happened is, in my memory, my love of obviously Pop Stars The Rivals, which was a studio, you know, competition singing show, and obviously right. X Factor and Pop Idol and all of it. I'd forgotten how low stakes and how like how kind of strange this show was. It was not that the structure was very odd. You know, we're not talking it wasn't like, oh, let's watch them audition and then, you know, we'll be in a studio and we'll whittle down out of a group of like ten people, they'll sing a song every week and people will vote, blah blah. It all happened, it was all filmed and happened before 
we had before we had seen it the whole thing had been filmed oh and so, then they kept it a secret who yeah, was in the band and they and were then, in like a house at the end they were living together and then they still carried on filming them after they revealed who was in the in the band so then the tv show flips from yeah the yeah. tv show flips from making the band to then watching them like get bad press and like it's really like it was Two hours of fascinating viewing. Oh my God. So we'll start at the beginning. We started with the auditions. So there's five members of Hearsay. And they are obviously... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the Wikipedia order because they start with an unexpected member. Danny Foster, Mylene <laughs> Class, Kim Marsh, Suzanne Shaw, and Noel Sullivan. Got it. That's the gang. We're all together. So basically, they show this, this DVD thing started off showing their auditions. I'm going to ask you... I'm going to... We're going to talk about what songs we think they did. But... The audition, like when I first saw the, so the first, first person I saw on that DVD thing was Mylene. And I was shocked to my core by what I saw. Like we've laughed before at the Girls Aloud, like pop stars, the rivals audition. Have you ever loved and loved but like, somebody? When you watch, watching that, they literally had, even though they directed like one of those pop up, you know, backdrops with like pop stars, the rivals on it. And yeah. they'd literally managed to like, at least move the trestle table into like an interesting spot and maybe put up some lights. This was the most bare bones thing I've ever seen. They're basically in a TV studio, like an empty TV studio with the seating, like the audience seating and all the auditioners are like sitting in it all scattered around. And literally like the judges are just like standing there. Like they're just standing in the middle of this room and like they're all lined up and they have to sing. They're standing like a meter away from them and they're singing and it's silent. And and you can hear the chairs creaking in the background. (laughs) Multiple moments in the show, Nigel Lithgow, one of the judges, has to tell everyone to be quiet in the room, and it's on camera. He's going, shh, 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 shh. Are there people in the audience going, <coughs> yeah, the, it's like chairs moving, like magazines rustling, like people <laughs> chitter-chattering. He's like, shh, 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 shh. Somebody opening a Murray Mint. Yeah, completely. It's so weird. And like, just, yeah. So let's just quickly have a quick rundown of who, who did what in the auditions. So I'm not um, going to remember any, what anyone auditioned with. It's it's just a while. I'm just going to tell you because it's Great. so insane. So Mylene and Kim did My Heart Will Go On, <laughs> which is just like, you know, just a real like tough song to sing with absolutely no backing. And it's like, every night in my dream. And they start at the beginning of the song. So it's like, that's a long walk to get to the big, the big payoff of My Heart Will Go On. Do you think you know? they did the whole song? No, you see them, you see them like cut them off. But it was just watching Mylene do it, I was dying. Because they're standing so close to her. She's just looking them dead in the eye in this like empty room. Oh, it was so awful. Uh, Noel did, <laughs> actually, I'll come to him last. Suzanne uh, did Reach by S Club 7. But there's a fun little tidbit that she was planning on doing Baby One More Time. And she said as soon as she opened her mouth, Reach just started coming out. And she just did that instead. Oh, so they're not accompanied? No, okay. unaccompanied, completely unaccompanied. Okay. Danny did Live in La Vida Loca. Fun fact, he had the flu that day. I, le- <laughs> I learned that from watching the DVD extra. And then the worst one, not because he sounded the worst, but it was the most awful, was Uh-oh. Noel did When You Say Nothing At All by Ronan Keating. When you say nothing but at all. The worst part is because it was obviously in this quiet conference room and he was like, you say it best. And then it was like, when you say but he didn't even do I just did the click to fill the silence he did the silence of the like backing singers but nothing happened so it was just like like room tone it was just that also, ghastly that song I've always had major issues with imagine a man saying to a woman do you know what you say it best when you just shut up when you don't say anything at all in fact just don't speak just smile just Let's smile on your face Let me know that, that you need me in your eyes oh, what a terrible song um, then I'm not going to go through obviously every single frame of what I watched but it was just so insane because the next stage was they all got paired off and had to all do a duet unaccompanied Oof. of Don't Go Breaking My Heart Elton John and Kiki D male and female pairings and it was like and like, it was these poor, these <laughs> these people who were in their like early 20s dressed and looking like they were like 45 year old office managers in like fun, funky belts. And people have got like fun clips in their hair. And there was so much clicking. It was literally like, don't go breaking my heart. I wouldn't if I tried. But like, imagine how awful Don't Go Breaking My Heart is anyway, but without any music. Yeah, baby, you're not the kind. And some of them were some of them were doing the dun, 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 themselves like in an empty quiet room. But that's because they're musicians, and they either got you know. That's what Danny did. <laughs> One of my favorite things about the show is that if you are if you're an American listener or someone from another country who's not aware of hearsay, 
when they formed the final band, it was a like mixed gender pop group, which are very popular in the UK and like Europe. Um, it was two guys and three girls. Mm-hmm. And what happened is that the there was a final mm-hmm. ten, and they they kind of got the most airtime. This final ten. And obviously, we know that the final five became hearsay, but the other five got <gasps> signed by Virgin Records. Virgin remember? Records, Richard edgy. Branson, so Richard edgy. Branson, so Virgin Richard, Records. Well, Richard, he knows what he's doing. It's edgy, Virgin. Yeah, and they uh, and they became their own band called Liberty. Oh my god! And you noticed how I didn't add the X L yet? L to the I to the B to the E to the R to the T Y X. So yeah, they formed like a, a rival group and actually ended up kind of eclipsing hearsay and having much more chart success. Not loads more, but much more <laughs> in comparison. Well, you, so I, it's really oh weird watching the show because especially when I'm watching, you're watching that footage of the final 10 because you're seeing them all like, seeing like Michelle Heaton and like Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Sim. Kevin Sim, who did, I was just think of him doing that. What was that? That swimming show. Uh, the games. The games. I think we all remember when Kevin Sim did the games <laughs> and they we showed like... him in a speedo and it was like, <gasps> <"Gadoing."> <laughs> Another one we have to look back on the games. The games <laughs> where they made different celebrities compete in Olympic style <laughs> games. So stupid. So yeah, so it was really fun seeing you know Liberty X lurking in the background. Oh my god! Quick side note. Oh, we've got a call. Perfect oh. timing. Um, podcast name says Michael. You are live on the podcast. What's going on? Oh wait. So we're seeing this. We're seeing the champagne in the Nile later, right? Yes, at seven thirty. 7.30 or 7.15? 7.30. Out, uh, sorry, bath time. I, um, it's at Alamo in, in downtown, right? Yes, Alamo Draft House. Okay. See you then. Bye. 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 That could have been a text. <laughs> <laughs> Worth noting that today is, is Super Bowl Sunday, and instead of watching the Super Bowl, a group of us are going to watch Death on the Nile <laughs> in a completely empty cinema. That is Death on the Nile. Is it called Death on the Nile? It is Death on okay, the Nile. Okay, great. Quick, uh, quit sidetracking. Liberty, Liberty X. Oh, and we should do a whole. Have we done an episode in there? We have not. And okay, that is coming. That I is... don't want to waste any second of this podcast okay. on those gorgeous songs. Oh, and also, you know my love for that song that I don't think you really do like. It. Yeah, <laughs> I hate doing it. Hey, who you? What you trying to do? Buckle my shoe. That's what I think of that song. It's like a rhyming dictionary. Something about. Okay, right. Go, I, we need to just move away from them. So back to hearsay. Yeah, so... Oh my God, fun fact. Go on. Before they were called hearsay, and I always remember this, do you know what name they were called? Oh, I, I remember like that a, was part of the show, wasn't it? It was, it was like a to come fake name, name, but it was like a fake name like leaked to the press. Do you remember what it was called? No, what was it? Inner Spin. Oh God, that's terrible. I know. And then how did they come up with hearsay? I can never quite remember how it how with, came around. With it was that like, rogue apostrophe as well. it was like about like rumours and hearsay, wasn't it? About like what's happening in the band. Yeah. And then, yeah, they became... Because it's, it's important to note, hearsay is spelled H-E-A-R apostrophe S-A-Y. S-A-Y. <laughs> Just in case you try to look for them on iTunes or uh, <laughs> Spotify, you've got to make sure you put in that. It's like putting the star before Bewitched. Oh, I'd never even thought about yeah, that. Yeah, Bewitched has a little, a little asterisk before that. Or five, using the five. <laughs> So the, so the show was kind of insane and it basically all kind of co- it all kind of led up to the final five being picked. So we saw that in one episode and it being revealed. Then we saw them recording and making the first single. So that was a part of the show still. Yes. And then it was revealed if they got to number one. So the whole show was just narrated. There was no studio part, but the final episode was a live show and it was Davina McCall at their house in London and them finding out on that Sunday, if they'd made it to number one with their first single. And I watched the, <laughs> I watched the, the, the live reveal. It is so funny because they're in this like weird house in like North, North, North London. Or, Lots like, of like chunky pine furniture. Lot, so much pine furniture. And she comes in and they're all sitting around the kitchen table looking really like all dra- wearing like kind of pajamas and they're all drinking tea. And she's like, hi, yeah. And they're like, oh, hi, hi yeah. Divina. And Good it, to see it's you. It's really underwhelming. And they've like overlit this house in a way that's really uncomfortable. And when they find out they're in like the living room. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Davina's talking to the uh, Radio 1 DJ on a cordless phone, like on the landline. <laughs> Who is the Radio 1 DJ at the time? Do we know? Oh, they say his name in it and I, I cannot remember. Mm. But um, but yeah, it just was, watching it was just so wild. And some of the footage of them when they move into their house is so fun because it's like before, so they, they were living in the house before it was revealed who they were and if they'd been on the show. So they were like, 
in this weird seclusion, but also no one was looking for them. And there's just really great shots of like them all sitting around. It's like the first night that they move in and they're all toasting some champagne. There's all these bottles of like Veuve on the table. But in between all those bottles, there's like, there's like a twirl and a packet of like Walker's crisps where they've like clearly had a little snack as well. And they were like, oh, we've got to choose bedrooms. It's really fun. Whoa. So let's just quickly talk about that first single, Pure and Simple. I was never a fan of this song. Did you know, fun fact, mm-hmm. I actually remember hearing this when I watched The Big Reunion, but it came back to me during my research for this. But they didn't do The Big Reunion. No, no. There was a different group that had already recorded um, Pure and Simple. It was an album track for an already existing group. I'm going to play you a little snippet. You're okay. never going to guess the group because it's incredibly difficult to guess. But... Okay. You gotta believe me when I say Okay, I think I know it is. Who is it? Is it Girl Thing? Yeah, you, you know, know we, we are, are the last, last one standing. standing. Just side note, I think I've said this on this podcast before. If you are a, a pop fan and you love cheesy, cheesy pop from the early 90s, 90s, 2000s, whatever, revisit Last One Standing by Girl Thing. It's pretty fun. I've al- I always <laughs> like that song. Yeah, really good. Love the, uh, the most edgy member of the band is Jodie Albert. She's rapping. <laughs> that lovely, that lovely uh, white girl from the suburbs. She's the rapper. They put her in a fun hat. Um, <laughs> and that always makes me think of our beloved um, girl group Precious as well, oh, for some of reason. Course, of course. Anyway. So yeah, it's really crazy. So this, uh, so Pure and Simple, it was written by a group of writers, but one of them was Betty Boo. <laughs> oh, yeah. She thought it was funny. And then obviously the B-side was... Like a bridge over troubled water. Because that song they sang all the time. That and Monday, 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 I saw a lot of that. So those are the two songs in the show. They were constantly performing and forming groups and singing for the judges. Yeah, and actually, at the time, this song, it went in at number one, which Davina revealed on the landline. And at the time, it was the fastest selling debut single of all time in the UK. Oof. Uh, but it was, it's actually been knocked off by Will Young, like, a year later. Oh, okay. <laughs> Eyes like a sunrise. Anyway, did you just see he was on The Masked Singer UK? No, oh, good for I, him. <laughs> the only, <laughs> Charlie constantly takes me about The Masked Singer UK, but it's so funny because I can't watch it. So all I get is, like... You know, the bumblebee is, you know, I don't know. I, I can't think Caprice. Of yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. I'm always like, who? The what? Pardon? <laughs> so you didn't like Pure and Simple, right? I just, it, no, didn't enjoy I, it. I liked it because it had some like elements that were really funky. Well, like, like twang. <laughs> and I remember because me and my mum were so into pop stars that when that song got like recorded and came out, we I remember... I just, I think my mom was like, oh, I really like the bit with Danny, you know, harmonizing with uh, with Kim. My mom loved Danny. Like Danny was my mom's absolute favorite. She's like, I just love that voice. Just love that voice. Good old Danny. <laughs> the idea of you and your mom watching pop stars together is so nice. Uh, we did so many homosexual things together. You know, me and, you know, me and my mom would watch the Eurovision Song Contest together every year, all oh. night. Like we would, it was like an event. We would be like, oh, Eurovision's on. Speaking of, we need to do the Eurovision special when it comes on. Oh, Jesus, yeah, when is, really is it do. May? It's Who knows? May. Well, and we're going to do the 421 in April. Okay, it's coming up. April and May sorted. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so, so that was their first song. And then I obviously bought their album. Um, it's filled mm. with some really strange songs, some that I still uh, have a, an affection for. I won't bother going on about it. But then they did their follow-up song, which was "The Way to Your Love." Every day, every night. I love that song. I love that song. That song is super fun. Um, and yeah, and the TV show kind of ended after they released Pure and Simple. But there was a couple of weird things when I watched the the TV thing as well. One of them was um, it showed kind of like press backlash, and it was like mm. really kind of it's kind of vicious quite um stark the way that they filmed it as well it's not like you just wouldn't see that if you saw that now it would be you know like when little mix were on x factor it's like they filmed that kind of 
package of Jesse like talking about like what's in the press and it's all like things flashed up this is just them like all like laying on like a rehearsal room floor like flicking through the sun and going oh oh that's not nice or like I didn't sleep with him it's really like kind of grim and it's horrible Mm. but um there was a couple of actually there was a few moments that really shocked me the one moment that really shocked me is I remember Christmas is over but the goose is still fat which is Nigel Lithgow one of the judges which I thought in my head was talking about how Kim Marsh has put on weight. I forgot that he was directly saying it to her face, sitting in the living room of their house. Yeah. And she's she's a young woman. She's a girl. It's awful. Yeah. The moment is truly awful. She's just like, oh, oh. She tries to kind of laugh it off a bit. She, and then he says, oh, like the Christmas is over and the goose is still fat lining. And she literally says, so you're calling me fat. And he's like, I think you should lose some weight. And she like runs out of the room and like slams the door. And it's just like... It's like a 50-year-old man telling a young girl that she needs to lose weight it's just it was such a it was such a horrendous moment but uh yeah not a not a great a great look for nige and then this then they kind of got released into the into the universe of that we had like the way to your love fine i had that album i liked it they kind of disappeared and then they came back with their second album which did really badly and that was the album was called everybody and the single from it was called everybody and at this point weren't they given a variety show remember it was like it was called hearsay hearsay it's saturday that's right (laughs) yeah it was uh it was a tough it was a tough look yeah hearsay it's saturday and it featured performances comedy sketches and celebrity guests i definitely think you and me have watched a clip of it before because remember it has they're all like opening doors on like a yeah something and being like hey kim what are you talking about it's really bad it makes uh, the girls allowed like special remember that one where they're all doing sketches it makes that look like high art (laughs) so then after that they actually so they ended up breaking up and i actually was kind of i do remember that they got such a like a nasty backlash and like really bad press thing but i don't remember that it basically was the reason that they broke up well first of all kim left yeah kim left and they're like what we're gonna do so then they searched for a new member and they did auditions and they filmed the whole process yeah on this morning well, no, they well they did it all as a separate TV show. Right. I remember because I remember watching it, and they found who did they find Johnny? Ah, uh, Johnny Chantel. Shout out to our <laughs> episodes of uh, Totally Scott Lee, Johnny Chantel. Starlight Express's own Johnny Chantel <laughs> regional tour. Um, and I remember on that show, one of the the music producers being like, "What I love about Johnny's voice is that it's sort of like ninety percent air." <laughs> pa, 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 pa. Yeah. So what song did they release well, with the new lineup? It's very important to know that in August 2002, uh, when Kim had left, and actually it was reported that, she was, that she'd clashed with Miley and Noel. Still to this day, don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so they released a fantastic song called Lovin' Is Easy. song we've We've talked about this song so many times in life and on this podcast but i want to talk about it again it's such a fun song it was mylene's time to shine Mm -hmm. she got to do lead vocals for once it's just a great song and also really a song really hard to find on any streaming platform Mm. and also i wouldn't want just the regular version i'd want the video single mix that has the break dance break exactly exactly yeah there's a lot of very wide-legged flappy trousers with like things dangling off them in that video isn't there oh and like camo like mesh tops really good i love that song I'd love to, like, one day have enough money and time where we could, like, reenact that music video with, like, the original choreography and outfits. Sure. Let's do that at some point. Okay, well, it's, after we've done Colleen's Real Woman, we'll, we'll do that. Okay. Okay. When we start getting money for this, for all the success that we have for this podcast, that's what we'll put the money towards. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then, so basically, there was a lot of backlash after that single was released. This is what's caused them to, like, break up, because basically it came out that... You know, at the time, people didn't realize that he was married to Lisa Scott Lee, and then that kind of came out, and then it came out that he used to be in a, a boy band 
which apparently was three, an issue. Three SL. No, he was in a, a band called Boom because Three oh, yeah, SL was the, the brothers. Scott Lee. <laughs> yeah, so and then it, yeah, it made it look like because the 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 previous process of finding the members for hearsay was quite transparent. Yeah. It's regular people, but he was sort of already yeah, in and he'd there. been a backing dancer for them. That was oh. the big apparently that was the big controversy. So then they started getting a lot of backlash from it. But then I, I was just reading this like thing about it, and it basically said like. Um, they started recording that third album in the summer of 2002. They started doing a, like a radio roadshow circuit, which makes me really happy. <laughs> Very T4 on the beach. And, um, but apparently it says they were booed and like kind of abused by members of the public. And there was like a performance that was cut short. And then even at one point, um, listen to this sentence. During the tour, the group's vehicle was threatened by an apparently armed man at a motorway service station on the M1 motorway in Leicestershire. The man later arrested claimed to have been playing a prank on the group. It's like, yeah. that is too much, like a step too far. And it basically, the song came in at number six. And then basically they, apparently the record label said if it didn't go top five, they were going to get dropped. So they got dropped. Oof. I would, as ever, I would love to know the financials, what they actually earned oh, from I, their time I'm, in hearsay. I, barely anything. I love this final line about uh, their the group on Wikipedia. Hearsay split up on the 1st of October 2002, citing abuse from the public as the main reason. The group also admitted to being a fad that had passed, and Hearsay's popularity had been eclipsed by that of Liberty X. Oh. Like, that is tough. That's real tough. <laughs> so I saw that last year, or maybe the year before, during lockdown, they all met up again, and they all reconnected. Was Johnny there? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. So they were all like chatting and they all, I think it was a a time to reflect and they all, yeah, they all like hooked up again or something. I don't know. Wowzers. Have you had any run-ins with any individual members of uh, Hearsay? Hearsay? Thinking, no, I've never met any of them. I've not even met Nikki Chapman or (laughs) Nikki Chapman's Burberry scarf that she wore in every audition room because she was so chilly. I've had a I've had a, a couple of incidents. Well, one one is that I saw Noel in a uh, regional touring production of Flashdance the Musical, which oh. I had to go to watch for a job that I was doing. It was uh, yeah, that was something in Milton Keynes. Um, <laughs> and then once when I was working on a talk show, Mylene came on as a guest, and her PR person was so rude to me in front of her in the dressing room. And after the show was finished, she personally tracked me down and gave me a hug and apologized for his behavior and said that. She was like, I really hope that doesn't, isn't like a reflection on me because I really didn't like the way he spoke to you. Ooh, I was like, wow. Whoa. I was like, yikes. And I will note in that she did, as she was chasing me down the corridor, call me Frasier. And I was like, Mylene, we're from the same place. Okay. She's from Great Yarmouth. I'm from Great Yarmouth. We should have recognized each other, you know? Yeah. And it's worth noting that Mylene Class, <laughs> she's from where I'm from. And my friend Siobhan used to sing in a choir and Mylene used to come in and play the harp when they were... <laughs> So accompanied classy. by a harp and so just, classy just the thought of my friend Siobhan who cannot sing a note being in any kind of proximity to Mylene is very funny <laughs> especially Mylene's harp yeah and then obviously I mention this song all the time but never forget Kim Marsh's debut single rhyming dictionary song Cry I would like to say that I never meant to make you cry I think about you every day no matter what your friends might say uh, no matter what <laughs> I'm just kidding So obviously this is one of those kind of instances where the equivalent is a real thing. So essentially the US version of this TV show made the girl group Eden's Crush, Mm -hmm. which gave us Nicole Scherzinger, who actually in herself, despite being American, is technically now British because she's really only famous in the UK. So it's real full circle, you know? I know, but I would argue that... So Pop Stars was huge in the UK. I don't think the Pop Stars franchise was huge in the US. No. I think the US equivalent of the show is more Making the Band. Right. So you think it was O-Town? O-Town and... Weren't Dream for Making the Band? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dream. Oh, I, had, Dream. I mean, I loved... I, oh my God, Making the Band. I watched every frame of... I think me and my mum watched Making the Band as well. Aww. I remember she really liked... Uh, was it Trevor? I think she really liked Trevor. Oh my god, it's really funny. There was a member of O Town called Trevor. Trevor, Trevor and Dan. <laughs> uh, Ashley Parker Angel. Do you still look at his Instagram? No, because he he creeps me out a bit. Yeah, I feel like he's kind of conservative as well. Potentially, allegedly. Jeez. <sighs> oh, okay. So, so yeah. Let's say the we'll, we'll go with you. The the U, the US equivalent of hearsay is O Town. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you.
and we are back. I did the British topic, and Ben's doing the American topic. What do you got for me, babes? Well, first of all, as we announced in the quick break there, the quick pee break, we're going to rattle through this because we've got to get to that cinema, haven't we? Yeah, we're going to be the only people in America who are not watching the Super Bowl. Very excited. Death on the Nile. We're not going to be watching the Mary J. Blige concert, as I've been referring to it. So my American topic today is the Rose Bowl Flea Market. So, as Fraser said earlier, it has been a gorgeous weekend. Mm. <laughs> when it when the weather turned nice last week, I was like, "Oh, it's a different season. It's a different yeah. like complete change of everything." Yeah, God, we're talking about the weather again. <laughs> <laughs> talking about our facials and the weather. weather. This is life. <laughs> so. This weekend, I went with, this morning, I went with producer Brie to the Rose Bowl Flea Market to look at some bits and inspiration for my new house. Mm. Well, first of all, I should say the Rose Bowl is a giant stadium in Pasadena, close to me in northeast LA. It's such a magical area up there. It's like hills and trees and all kinds of things. A little bit mystical. So the flea market happens once a month. I think it's every second Sunday. It opens at, I think it opens at like six in the morning and it goes to 4 p.m. You haven't haven't been before. No, but I know you have to, there's like an early bird thing where you can pay to go in at like 5 a.m. to look at Tchotchkes. If you go early, it's 20 bucks. And if you go later, I think it's 10 or 15 bucks. So... This morning, I went and picked up Brie at 8.40 a.m. sharp on a Sunday. Lord. She hopped in. And I didn't invite you in this trip because I had to put the the seats down in the back of the Jeep in case I was going to buy anything. Well, I also was getting a facial. You're getting a facial. Also, well, we'll come on to I'm kind of glad you didn't come for another reason. We'll get to that. The heat (laughs) on that tarmac. Oh, so we, we get there. It was so busy. It was unreal. This well, is 9 a.m. Pandemic's over. Pandemic's over. Night is outdoors. <laughs> 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Just to give you a quick history, it's been going on since 1968. And there are roughly 20,000 people go every time it's on. And it's essentially a giant flea market, lots of stalls set up outside of the stadium in the parking lot. So you get there, you line up in your car, you park on grass. <laughs> people like show you where you're like, you park in a field. Right. And it was like going to a fun fair meets a circus meets a, imagine maybe what a state fair is like. Right. (laughs) There was that kind of weird plinky plonky circus music just wafting around in the air. (laughs) Some calliope music, if you will. Is that what it's called? Yes. I don't know. I don't know where I just pulled that from. Uh. Let me know if I've got that wrong etymology, listeners. Calliope. In fact, we've got another bit of feedback I should come back to at the end. Forgot about that. Talking of etymology. Our etymology specialist in London, that's Tom. We'll get back to him. Um, So turn up. um, There are some outfits. There was an older lady wearing like a shell suit with diamantes all over it and pushing a little cart because a lot of people are going to go in, you know, and buy things. So immediately we go in. I'm too hot. So that's when I was like, actually, it's good. We didn't invite Fraser because it's it's 9 a.m. and it is boiling h&b hot H- and bothered hot and bothered, hot and bothered. you know me I, when i get h&b i've got to leave and also i struggled to find the toilets the whole time oh all the men's toilets were closed but all the women's weren't so essentially this was my nightmare absolute nightmare because <laughs> we're on like tarmac and it's a, just absorbing the a heat. crowd heat no bathrooms exactly truly my nightmare first of all we got some lemonade my lemonade oh. cost eight dollars oh okay <laughs> fucking hell then fuck Hell. Every time you say lemonade, by the way, you know what I hear. Lemonade, lemonade. <laughs> I just hear that beginning bit. <laughs> That's Danity Kane's, one of their comeback singles. Great song. Speaking of making the band. So speaking of music, mm. while that was going on, I turned around and there's a man in a kilt just like singing a song. And he's, he's standing in front of a microphone. He's also standing in front of, he's got long gray hair. He's standing in front of a giant fan. And it's just blowing his hair as he performs. What was he performing? A Scottish song? Uh, what do you think? Not a Scottish song, that's for sure. Oh, as well, in, like, he's wearing a kilt. I, but, yeah, I know, but it's like the equivalent of when we went with producer Brie to um, Tam O'Shanter's, the Scottish restaurant, and everything's just all over the place. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, and then you wander around, and there are... It's furniture, it's pictures it's clothes it's everything going on so i bought four items okay 
The first one's not very exciting because it was just some bits from a kitchen, like some spoons and things. I'm going to text you the picture of the three items. Okay. And I want you just to talk them through to the group. Oh my goodness. The last text message I received is of an erotic photograph that <laughs> someone sent me. <laughs> this is quite shocking to see it on my laptop screen. It's not a personal one. It's of a... Uh, oh, do you know what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I need to be revealing all my secrets on this podcast. Okay. Like you pretending you haven't had Botox. I would tell you if I had Botox. <laughs> okay, so I've texted Fraser three things that I bought at the flea market. Do you want us to talk us through each image? One of them, a couple of them are videos, I think. So it's a video of a woman telling you that your friends are going to be so impressed with a... Is it a, a serving tray? It is with indeed. One, with one singular champagne glass on it. Did you buy just one glass? Oh, why, are there, why is there British flag bunting on this stool? So that was the... Um, that was me buying... Um, a silver tray to serve champagne on. Jesus. A silver plated tray. So here's I the see. thing. The woman, it was a whole, we're walking past it and producer Brie was like, oh, look, there's a stall for you joking because there's lots of Union Jacks, like flag bunting things flapping around in the heat. Um, and I looked over and I was like, actually, there's lots of really fun bits of crazy silver. It looks like bits of tat. Bits of tat that um, Egyptian grandma definitely would have had. So I went over. Of course she was fucking British. Oh dear. <laughs> but she, where was she from? Couldn't quite, oh, uh, Mid- Midlands. Okay. But ages ago. And then I, and then she started telling me how she, she gets the silver from different places, but she hasn't been back to the UK. But I was like, oh yeah, I know. Cause I'm from Scotland. She just didn't hear anything. <laughs> I mentioned I was from the UK maybe three times. She just plowed right just on plowed through. plowed right on yeah. through. So I decided to buy um, a silver serving tray to put champagne glasses on. Lovely. Pretty fun, right? Yeah. Super excited about that. Okay, what um, have we got next? Oh, also, that video was taken with Producer Breeze. She's got those Ray-Ban, those modern Ray-Ban glasses with the camera in them. What? <laughs> so, like, she, you can, you can, you can, like, record on them and then just walk around and oh record God. things with your eyes. How very Demolition Man. I know. Um, the second is a lovely piece of artwork, uh, which is inspired by your favorite song by the band, The Stereophonics. No, it's inspired- Have a nice day. No, it's uh, inspired <laughs> by Jerry Halliwell's Scream If You Want to Go Faster. <laughs> Have a nice day, as the Americans say. Scream if you want to go faster. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was Kermit doing Scream If You Want to Go yes. Faster. <laughs> It's, I love this. This is gorgeous. Lovely colours. Lovely colours. Do you want to describe it for the group? It's got a, a vibrant pink kind of rose border around the edge of it. And then a lovely kind of uh, almost fluorescent highlighter yellow kind of... There's a chartreuse. Ooh. A chartreuse kind of colour. And it says, have a nice day on it. Very yeah. nice. So this was, again, another stall where... <gasps> the, hang on. I just uh, saw the last item. This is from a stall from a man and woman. The woman's from the UK as well. I was oh, like, what Jesus. is going on? But this was a lovely poster. It's from the 70s, vintage one. And he pointed out to me, he was like, also, it, it works really well in blacklight. Oh. So I was like, oh, 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 is this a new theme that I'm going to have in one of the rooms in my wow. house? Your, uh, your house is going to be this like classy champagne re- reception that descends into a blacklight party. <laughs> yeah. That actually feels like very you in the sentence, actually. <laughs> that that yeah. does make sense. So my final thing I bought, can you describe it to the group, please? Speaking yeah. speaking of Egyptian grandma, she yeah, is turning is... in her Egyptian tomb right now. <laughs> it's a gorgeous, this is this looks like a genuine Harrods shopping bag as in the kind of laminated (laughs) (laughs) bag for life if you will if you're from the uk harrods shopping bag yeah gorgeous pretty fun yeah really fun very 90s i mean it does have the handle isn't quite big enough to put around your shoulder but i thought maybe it could be a bag for bags right you know i mean you put all your other bags bags in in the bags in the bag in the harrods bag (laughs) so i was quite excited about that i've definitely told this story a million times before but when i once moved house when i used to live with uh clc and I remember I was carrying a box, no, I was carrying a bag, and then we got to her room, and I was like, this feels really light. And we opened it up, and it was a bag, and inside that bag was a box, and inside that box was an empty bag. <laughs> <laughs> it went bag, box, bag. And I was like, Charlie, why are we moving this to a new house? And she's like, I have no idea. Wow. <laughs> Thoughts and feelings in Harrods? Did you ever Did you ever go there? Any experiences? Yeah, I, I went and 
me and, again, another one of my, me and my mum's flights of fancy. We were always doing just fun things together. Laura was really indulging her homosexual she, son, wasn't she? She really was. We had a, our special solo side trip to London Ooh. and we went to Harrods. And I remember we were both very into the Egyptian escalator. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> I spent a lot of, I made her go up and down that like 15 million times because I was obsessed with it. I always remember in the 90s and a trip to London, it was such a treat to go to Harrods. Yeah. But it was that thing of, um, just remember boys, um, you can't wear ripped jeans. Right. That was the door policy. Yeah. Can't wear ripped jeans to go into Harrods. And there was a period of time where I, I was wearing a lot of ripped jeans. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, and they used to have that really fun uh, men's section called The Way In. I don't remember that. That oh, was really cool. <laughs> I bought a really funky Paul Smith long sleeve oh. t-shirt that had an inflatable basketball on the front of it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Smith. Paul Smith. So I know this is a little bit like going back to etymology. Like the term flea market is horrible. Yeah, because it makes me think of like I'm buying an old mattress that's full of yeah, fleas. I feel like it's it's like rag and bone man. You know, like they sold rags and bone and this was an old market filled with fleas. I'm, I'm Googling flea market etymology. The origins of the term flea market are disputed. Great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay, so there's something that is being confused with the French marché aux puces, which literally translate to the mark market of the fleas. I bought these rags mm. from the market of the fleas. Labeled as such because the items sold were previously owned and worn, supposedly containing fleas. It's like if you, it's like if you, a supermarket was still called like a rotten veg stall you know mm, rotten <laughs> rotten i don't say rotten veg taverna i don't know where that came from so we had a lovely day you could also get food there but i was very terrified of all the food there and we also well, you're gonna eat in that heat oh exactly and there was also because it's by part of the i think that's the la river there yeah so the concrete canal that is the la river there was a moment we walked around and we're like okay right should we should we I think we're pretty much done or should we get our bits in the way out and we we looked to the left there's a bridge going over the LA River. There's a whole other section. <laughs> oh, God. It was, yeah. Did you go in? Uh, we, we did. And then halfway around, I was like, Brie, I think I'm... I think I'm ready just to go get my Harrods bag and leave. <laughs> so I would be remiss not to mention this. I was talking to a couple of my friends at my workout class the other day, and I said I was going to the, flea, the Rose Bowl flea market for the first time. And they said that they had gone not had the best experience. And in fact, um, one of them, Makeda, she, shout out to Makeda Easter, she writes for the LA Times, and um, she is a woman of color. And she wrote an article saying, why finding mammy dolls at the Rose Bowl flea market was an unwanted reminder of racism. So I do just want to say as fun and frivolous as it was going today, there was definitely a not so great side to things going on there. And please go and read the article because because it's fascinating. And uh, yeah, pretty terrifying. So that was my day at the Rose Bowl flea market. We should also say the Rose Bowl every year also hosts uh, the parade. Yeah. I also went to see a movie though in the yeah in the drive-in pandemic early days. Oh, what movie was it? Oh, one you would have loved. It was New Mutants, the um, X Men oh, like God. spin-off thing. There's also the lovely Rose Bowl swimming pool right beside there as well. The the aquatic center. Oh, aquatic, aquatic, aquatics. <laughs> so, I was thinking, what is the UK equivalent of this? Portobello Road. Oh, well, I was gonna, okay. Well, I was just going to say a jumble sale, <laughs> which we talked about before. But wait a minute, you're right. Portobello Road. That's that's one of the oldest ones in London, right? And it is one of those ones where if you were visiting London, an American would be like, "I'm going to go to Portobello Road." Portobello. Porto. Portobello. And Notting Hill. Portobello and in, in <laughs> Notting Hill. Oh, and in fact, speaking of being with producer Brie today, it was a joy being with her because I feel like she's very experienced in going to the flea market. She was talking about London and she was talking about her friend who lived in um, Islington. Oh. Do you know where Islington is? I do. <laughs> Islington is, is uh, just in North London. Mm, Islington, <laughs> yes. I-S-L-I-N-G-T-O-N. She did preface it by saying... So my friends live in this place and I pronounced it a certain way and they laughed. Islington? I was like, Islington, right? It's Islington. And actually, to bring it full circle, back mm-hmm. to my topic, Portobello Road is in Notting Hill. And the song from Notting Hill is, The smile on your face lets me know that you need me. The UK equivalent of the Rose Bowl flea market is Portobello Market. You're welcome. <laughs> 
And we're back. We don't have time for any welcome not welcome today because, as we mentioned, on Super Bowl Sunday, we're going to watch Death on the Nile (laughs) at the uh, the cinema downtown. Quick bit of final feedback before we go, because I forgot that um, etymology expert Tom Leonard in London got in touch. And I think we've been talking about henchmen. So he said, research suggests it is indeed from henchmen. We're describing guys as hench which would make it a back formation, i.e. a word that is created from a pre-existing word by shortening it. Example, sass from sassy or homo from homosexual. Oh, like, okay, I love it. And then he said that for his live lounge song, it would be Can't Stop by Red Hot Chili Peppers. But then he did a vomit emoji. Like, Tom, you don't have to perform that song if you don't want to for your <laughs> well, cover. But he is sticking to the, the format of doing a song that you would never do. So I guess oh. it's actually pretty, it's pretty on the nose. And knowing Tom, he'd probably do it in like a very, not operatic, but very classical way. Oh, gorgeous. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. throw in some like ballet moves or something in there as well. Mm. Lovely. Thank you Thank for you. listening, everyone. Please drop us feedback on the socials. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yes, we, we would love to hear from you. And send us an email. Why not? You're yeah. welcome, America Podcast at gmail.com. I don't know what you want to what you want to send us, but send us some, some shit. Yeah. Especially if you're in the UK, just send us some old UK like crap. Some UK tat. Yeah, pictures of a, a like weird things from the UK. That's what I want to see. Yeah, love that. Can you um can you tell that I've used whitening strips on my teeth today? I can't because the lighting, I need to go into the light a bit. But they do, I mean, they do look white right now. But I tell you what, when we're watching that movie later in the cinema, <laughs> halfway through our project, I'll be like, open your eyes and then see your teeth. I'll see if they're glowing. In the bright lights of the Nile. Mm. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. Bye. You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.